Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. TDN Fantasy. The TDN, Fantasy, the TDN Podcast. Fantasy Podcast with your host Paige Demakos, Jamie Eisner, and Jake Arians. Welcome into the TDN Fantasy Podcast, Paige Demakos, Jake Arians, and Jamie Eisner. And there is a lot going on today in the NFL. More specifically, the Cowboys hired a head coach, and man, oh man. This is not what I saw coming. This is a great hire, but this is not exactly what I saw coming for Mike McCarthy getting this job. Jerry Jones making a smart decision, moving quickly to make this happen. Uh, I'm just I'm, I, I woke up this morning and I was surprised. I was surprised at this hire, but we're going to get into that. Uh, Tua is coming out officially into the NFL draft. Very exciting news for NFL draft nets who are excited about another quarterback, another guy that's projected in the top ten. Uh, and then obviously we have four very, very good wildcard matchups. It was a hell of a football weekend, a hell of a football weekend. And it, that we predicted pretty well that they predicted pretty well. But we also had some things that were not as not as according to plan, but really, really excited to get into all those games. So let's start off with the Cowboys hiring Mike McCarthy, guys, because that's obviously the biggest news of the NFL today. Jake. The Cowboys go out and they get a guy who's got a ton of NFL experience, has won a Super Bowl, isn't a big ego guy, right? He's going to be very much like how we – all the pros of Ron Rivera that we talked about, plus having a Super Bowl win, right? And, and longevity in the NFL, the ability to bring some of the other guys that he's coached with on a staff to Dallas. Why does this make sense for the Cowboys? Proven leadership. Right? There's a lot of pieces of this. I was dead right and dead wrong last week when I set it up that I said, Jerry is going to go outside the box. This could take a while. They strung Jason Garrett along and then within 15 hours of telling him, hired Mike McCarthy. And he spent the night at Jerry's house and he wasn't letting him out of town. He's already interviewed for two other jobs, one of which I think he was going to get in Carolina if he wanted it. He loves this roster. The question to me is, I think it's a great hire, period. Mike McCarthy, 13 years NFL head coaching experience, multiple staffs, quarterbacks, Offense is now his offense is a little archaic. Is he going to call plays? I doubt it. He's probably going to keep something. How many of these staff? How much of this staff does he have to keep intact? Right to me is like Jerry wants him to lead this ship, but is he going to let him? Because Mike McCarthy is very strong willed. Yeah, very low ego. He'll let Jerry take the press conferences and all that because he don't want to do it anyway. How much of this current staff will be there? Are you going to blow the whole thing up like you should and not? Because this goes back before Jason Garrett. Some of these guys. You need to blow the whole thing up and start from scratch if that's the case. Let him be the guy. He's been in the league forever. The ties run deep through a lot of different – it's not like – Yeah. Like, and I, you get the Lincoln-Riley stuff, and we've talked about this at nauseum. You led the NFL in offense and missed the playoffs. Who is Lincoln-Riley bringing as a staff? Mike McCarthy's tree is long. has 5,000 branches off yeah. of it that have branches off of them. Lincoln-Riley doesn't have an NFL tree. No, this is there. It makes a ton of sense for a lot of reasons, right? But I think this goes back to, and Jamie, I'd love your kind of take on this is that Jerry 
we know what we know who Jerry is, but there are certain aspects of Jerry that he's going to have to leave behind for this team to actually reach its fullest potential. And one of the things Jerry that he has, though, he he's has kind of chilled with some of this. He stuff has over to the let the years. staff stuff go, though, because if he really wants to buy into Mike McCarthy and he really wants to let McCarthy do his thing, he has to let him have control over his staff. Otherwise, it's not actually Mike McCarthy. I think you've got to be at that point. And McCarthy's going, no, I'm going to Carolina. That's. I think that he, he must have told him or, I need total control. To yeah, right? like, not total control, but, but control I need control of, of my ass. staff. Exactly. Like, if you've got some guys you want me to keep, I'll talk to. We'll talk about it, but not... You can't dictate it, it, it to me. Right. At least short term. It, it, it's a little George Steinbrenner-like. Where yeah. There's a point where it doesn't matter how much money Great you have, point. how much you have. At some point, if you truly want to have long-term sustained success, you're going to have to let the high caliber people that you trust and you hire to do their jobs. And I yep. think we're getting to that point where Jerry Jones has got a lot of money wrapped up in this team and even more when they end up signing Dak that he is doing that here. I, I think – NFL success is extremely underrated when we talk about these coaching candidates, especially for the conversations Absolutely. we see on social media. You know, whenever they bring up a coach that's been fired somewhere, like I even saw it with Ron Rivera. Matthew Barry came out and was like, Well, we're we really sure about this guy. He just got fired midseason to Carolina and all this other yes. stuff. Matthew, yes, we are. Sure. And yeah. you know what? We're sure about Mike McCarthy. And look, should they have won more than one Super Bowl in Green Bay? Probably. But how many Super Bowls have they won in Dallas lately? Zero. Yeah. And this is somebody that's had proven success in the biggest moments in the NFL. And and if you want to forego that to grab somebody that may – for a complete wild card like Lincoln Riley, there's no way you could tell me right now with facts that you know that Lincoln Riley would be a better hire. It's just not, it's just not accurate. Just out of curiosity, is Sean Payton not a good coach because him and Drew Brees have only won one Super Bowl together? Like that's where I, I get that art. Like, why is that the why is that the that is the only way you can be a good head coach? It's like, well, he he didn't maximize the talent of Aaron Rodgers. Okay, well then is Drew Brees and Sean Payton not maximized? Also, everybody there, gets fired. Bill Belichick got fired. Uh, everybody gets fired. Nick Saban's been fired. Everybody's been fired. Like the only <laughs> the only person that has done this in the NFL in recent history that is not made for teams to win consistently is Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. That's it. The, over the last, it's it is so hard to win a Super Bowl, and I think people just think that, well, yeah, you have a great quarterback, so you should just win every year. That's not that, that's not the all other that person it takes. that you need to talk about there is Robert Kraft, who just sits back and lets them do it. That's exactly now, right. Now it's not hard to sit back and let them do it when you're winning nonstop. I loved Bill's comment. Some dumbass reporter. Yeah. What do you have to say to the fans Thank who have you. been there Thank through you. thick and thin? There has not been any thin around. No shit, there's no thin around here. Yeah. You hadn't played Wild Card Weekend in 10 years because yeah. you had a fucking bye. Yeah. I, I, was, I was. Are you? What the? This isn't the Bucks or the freaking Cardinals? I sat. Thick and thin? I sat there and I watched. Burning them. Tom Brady jerseys, by the way, that wouldn't light on fire is the greatest thing I ever, I've ever seen. Yeah. Have you seen that? Yes, I have seen Tom, it. Apparently, Tom jerseys, jerseys, Tom Brady's jerseys are not flammable. Yeah. They can't even burn them. Listen. Here's <laughs> Which they shouldn't be able to. I don't know who that reporter was, but I saw that post-game press conference, and she asked the exact same question to Tom Brady that she asked to Bill Belichick. So she clearly had a very distinct story that she was trying to write. Sweetheart. And I'm using that terminology to be demeaning on purpose. Girlfriend, that is a absolutely horrendous question because there is no thin. How can you possibly say these fans have stuck with you through thick and thin? What thin are you talking about? There's literally zero thin. No thin. If we got to go Does back more than five years, there's no yeah. thin. You got to go back 20. No, yeah. doesn't exist. I, yeah. was, what was the worst result? Matt Castle winning 11 games for you? Was that the worst that you've had to deal with? In yes, the last when, you're, when you're a star quarterback towards ACL in week one. On and the you only won 11 games. 
What a, what a spoiled-ass so fan base. kind of to the point, though, and going to your, your Sean Payton point, is Sean Payton not above but, criticism right now? He's a great coach, but is he not above criticism? You could criticize a lot sure. of yesterday's game. If you can, because he won a Super Bowl, Drew Brees, he's above criticism. That's that's my point. Why was Martin? Why was Mike McCarthy the one? And I will tell you why. Because Aaron Rodgers didn't have Mike McCarthy's back. Drew Brees has Sean Payton's back. If Aaron Tom Rodgers, had Bill if Aaron Rodgers wanted Mike McCarthy there, Mike McCarthy would still be the head coach of the Green Bay Packers, no matter what happened last season. The only reason he's not there is because the star quarterback and the star coach were not aligned anymore. That's it. it. That's okay. Exactly. Those things happen. Right. Right. There's yeah. only the Packers, the Steelers, and the, yeah. and the Patriots that have gone longevity. Yeah. Of course. That the management goes, okay, there's going to be ups and downs. We're not going to do any better. Yeah. We're going to rebuild this. By the way, they all had quarterbacks. Exactly. Yes. And the one the one staff member that you looked at and you go, okay, let's look at the, all the coaches that have been there for 10 years. And then there's one coach that doesn't make any sense. It was Jason Garrett. There was one coach that was in that list of categories that you went, Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. Eh. Why are you there? And I think Jason Garrett's a good man. I think he's a good head coach. But it was time for something new. That roster was too talented to, to miss out on the postseason when Carson Wentz was throwing balls to, to guys to you have literally never heard of. I'm going to say the stat again. The first quarterback in NFL history to throw for 4,000 yards in a season with zero 500-yard receivers. There was a bunch of dudes in week four with approaching 500 yards. Yeah. Zero. It's a 4,000 yards. I am not being, I'm not exaggerating. It is nothing short of a miracle that that team made it to the postseason. Yeah, Literally. It's nothing short of Carson Wentz. Yes, yes a miracle. Period. Carson Wentz, miracle. Yeah. So, and we will get into that game and break that down and talk about everything. But last thoughts on Mike McCarthy, Jamie, because I want mostly with the fans that are upset with this hire, right? Explain to them why this is a better hire than Lincoln Riley. Again, it goes back to proven NFL success. The hardest thing to do in football period is win games in the NFL. There's nothing else that is harder to do than that. And he has proven that he can do it. He's got a quarterback. And by the way, you have a roster that's built to win now. Yes. Which is extremely important. This is not a, this is not, like somebody said, this is not a rebuild. This is a reload. This is a reload to try to win now. You're in a division that's extremely winnable. You have the best roster in that division. You have a Super Bowl caliber team on paper. It's not where they play games, but you have a Super Bowl caliber team on paper. If you're better, if you're better coached and they have some injury luck, this is a team that can cause a lot of damage in, in the NFC. The other thing, the thing I'm really interested to see is one of the few coaches that are still under contract in Dallas that they have to make a decision on is Keller Moore, mm-hmm. and whether or not he is going to be a part of this or not. Because I think that's going to be significant. Because we saw some flashes, especially early in the season, of what Keller Moore's offense could be. Although it really seemed to look like Jason Garrett was starting to be a little bit more hands on on that in the back three quarters of the season. So I'll be interested to see if he makes the cut from McCarthy's staff. I, I like Kellen Moore, and they led the NFL in offense, but that is very different than what Mike McCarthy's ever yes. done, whether he calls plays or not. And he steps back into the CEO. If you look at my dad and Byron Leftwich, it's the same offense that Byron played in, yes. coached in, became a coordinator of. Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy, they're not running the West no, Coast. the philosophies are like, way different. Very, very yeah. different. Now, why I like him as a good young coach, and he did a hell of a job, I think, in his first year as a coordinator. They led the NFL in offense. That ain't easy to do. I mean, guys go 20 years as coordinators and yeah. never do that. I don't know. That, is gonna be really, that's, that goes back to my point of 
How much control of the staff does he have? I can't imagine Mike takes this job to work for Jerry with a bunch of dudes he doesn't know that Jerry wanted him to keep. Yeah, no. Yeah. It makes no sense for a guy that's that proven as that sought after. I can't. I know. And I'll say this too. Lincoln, how do you know Lincoln Riley wanted the job? Thank you. Because his agent yeah. put it out? You talk to him? I can tell you why his agent put it out there. Yeah, because guess what? Oklahoma's going to give him more money. Yeah. This, like, is, this isn't hard, guys. No. Coach has been doing this for decades. I mean, this is how, one, how do you know Lincoln Riley wanted the job? Two, how do you see, know Jerry wanted him? How do you know Jerry wanted him? And three, and most importantly to this point, Cowboys fans, we tell you on this podcast over and over and over again who the hell is Lincoln Riley bringing to coach on his staff? Who? By the way, I love Lincoln Riley. I've said this a million that, times. That's exactly right. He has done an unbelievable job we, taking over for Bob Stoops as a very true. young dude. Both things can be true. We Just can because like that's Lincoln the case Riley. doesn't mean yes. he's qualified to be the Cowboys. That's exactly By the way, right. you're talking about the most profitable franchise in all of sports worldwide. You're going to risk going Thank to you. shit to hire an unproven commodity if you're no Jerry Jones? chance. If you win 10 games and win the division next year, that brand keeps going up. Yes. If you win six because your coach doesn't know what the hell he's doing, and things going to tank. Think of it as a stock market. Yeah. All of a sudden, that thing's taking a dip, and Jerry ain't happy because at the end of the day, Jerry's a businessman and one of the best ones ever. Yes. Jerry's not. That's too risky. Yeah. If if I give you a million dollars in the lottery, how risky are you going to be with that money? Yeah. That's not very, because you're pretty very. much set. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly right. This is this is a very good roster that's it's ready. Roster. That's ready to win now. And to, I told Jamie this because we were watching some ESPN before we came on, and they were arguing back and forth about this. The point that some Cowboys fans and Max Kellerman was making, which is a horrible point, is, well, Lincoln Riley is the future, and this is something that can happen. Says who? Thank you. One, says who, and two, this is the NFL. It's about winning now. Jason Garrett doesn't have a job because he did not win right now. Lincoln Riley cannot come in and go, I am going to build for the future with a roster that is ready to win now. Guess what? You have to pay all of your guys now. Not in two years, not in five years, right now. By the way, the NFL has been around for 100 years, as we well know. Yes. It's kind of hard to reinvent the wheel. Yes, i.e. the air raid. Thank you. Which went to a power running game late in the season and had a lot more success. Yes. You're not bringing anybody in new. By the way, there's a bunch of these young quarterbacks that this is the future. The defensive coordinators, I tell you all the time, I've told you for years on the show, are now going to see. And they're seeing multiple different versions of this with these guys. It's not going to continue without them evolving. You know what continues? Elite pocket passers with damn good offensive lines and a couple weapons. Yes. And a coach that knows defenses. Right now, going into just on pay, assuming that the Cowboys just have a slightly above average draft, how many rosters in the NFC are better than theirs? Not many. San Francisco, not mm-hmm. top to bottom, not top to bottom. But who? There's no guarantee. Drew Brees is coming back. With nope. the Saints. Okay, and so who, who cares? I mean, at this point, like we need to talk about that. Another show. Like he looks done. Yeah, he can't throw it forty yards down the field. That's that. That's the that is the argument as to why if you're Jerry Jones. I am applauding him for making what I thought would not happen, which was not the sexy Lincoln Riley. That's why I got it right. Because none of a sudden he's going to go in 15 yeah. hours and go with he the smart decision. the smart, more sure thing higher because this is the higher you make if you really want this to work long term. You go get a guy who has proven he can win in the NFL. Not, not for one year, not for two years, nine years of winning the division. Nine. Go check the division titles. Trust me. I know. I'm a Bears fan. 13 years, okay? right? Total. 13 years, nine division titles, one Super Bowl, nine playoff runs, 
I'm telling you guys, this is not, oh, it's 10 playoff runs because the year they finished second in the division, they won the Super Bowl, by the way. 2010. So just before you start yelling about Lincoln Riley, because I've seen it all over social media, and Jonah Tolls, who writes for the Draft Network, did an incredible job outlining what it would take what it would take for the Cowboys, the the pieces they need to go after, the agent, the free agents they need to resign, and and a seven round mock that's really great. It's up on the DraftNetwork.com right now, and it's it's a great article. And he he has pointed out he is all this was the hire he wanted. And if you read his mentions, all the Cowboys fans are bitching about this hire. And he he sent me a text. And he goes, I, I I just don't get it. I You're don't understand lost because fandom is fandom. Yes. Yeah. And I said, listen, man. You understand the game, and you're very good at what you do, so you understand that this is a good hire. It's not a sexy hire. It's it the is right, a sexy hire. It is. That's the thing. Like, to me, it's sexy as hell. Of course, yeah. because we understand that it's the right hire, which makes it sexy. But Lincoln Riley was the Matt Rule. Set that That's the sexy hire. The Cliff Kingsbury. Okay, that's nice. Let's see if it works out. Because I, I would, I I like the sure thing. I don't want to go for the guy that hasn't that hasn't proven it to me. It's not a sure thing because there is no sure thing. It's the surest. But if thing. you're talking about Lincoln Riley, you're talking. Yes. yes, you're talking about my my analysis of the stock market, hedging your bets. Yes, proven commodity. Yes, is much better than buying some risky penny stock that you don't know. Yes, right. absolutely. And hoping that it's a home run, boom or bust. Yes. You All can't right. take that chance if you're Jerry. And, right. and again, you have a coach going to a second team who took a year off to learn more about the game, learn more about his deficiencies, and try to get better. And, and to take a break. Yes. Coaching is freaking hard, people. Like, you guys, you don't get it. The season ends, and these guys can't talk for a week. They just sleep and lay around and go, huh. Yeah. It's like single mom syndrome. Single moms never get sick until they get a vacation. And then they do because they can finally relax. Yeah. Because they can't. They're nonstop. They're the, the superheroes of the world, right? Yeah. It's the same thing. These guys work their asses off. For him to take a, a year off to fully recharge he the batteries yeah, and be ready to dive yeah. back in. Like you, that, he's hungrier than he's ever been. Yeah. With, a, like with this roster, he's licking his chops. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for him as much as it pains me because, listen, I know this Cowboys team is going to be really good. I do. And I don't like I don't like watching the Cowboys win. So this is like that's what objectively I can look at this and go, this is a really good hire. And the team's going to be in a really good spot. And I've I've stated a million times. I love Jerry. Yeah. I'm a Jerry. I don't love I don't love camera on Jerry, Jerry. I love Jerry who Jerry really is because I've gotten to know him a little bit. This is awesome. Yeah. I love that Jerry went. This is Bill Parcells all over again, Mm -hmm. but not as brash. Yeah. Yeah. And you've learned from those experiences to be a little more step back. And let him do it. We'll see. We'll see how it works. Listen, but to Jerry, me, he found his guy and went, "Whoa!" Here's the other thing, people realize this. He interviewed other people, yeah, including Marvin Lewis, extremely proven head coach, got ideas. And he, he interviewed this dude and went, "You're spending the night at my house. You're not leaving. You're my guy in 15 hours." Yeah, that means Mike McCarthy's interview was a hell of a lot better than everybody else he talked to. By the way, he's talking to people for the last week. Don't don't kid yourself. Yeah, just because Rappaport and Schefter didn't put out that it was an official interview, he talked to a lot of people. Trust Mike us. McCarthy wowed him to the point where you're spending the night at my house. You're not leaving. That tells me a lot. Yeah. And I, I'm not surprised. Mike McCarthy's an impressive guy, and I think he's going to be a hell of a coach for the Dallas Cowboys. All right. The second piece of breaking news that happened this morning is that Tua is officially coming out. He is going to be entering into the NFL draft. He and arguably coming into the season, it was Joe Burrow, Tua, all season long. No, it was Joe, Tua. Joe, it was, it was only a tank in. for Tua, a tank for Tua was Coming Tua. in. And then it became a little back and forth, and then they played in a game that I witnessed, and Joe Burrow was that dude. And ever since then, he has done nothing other than take that number one spot. But 
Tua is going to be in the conversation for the second guy off the board as far as quarterbacks come. There's a lot of teams that are looking for quarterbacks. There's been a lot of speculation about Miami really, really wanting Tua to be their guy. So let's just react quickly. We don't need to dive in too much to the draft aspect of this, but just your initial thoughts, Jake, on on Tua coming out and, and whether or not there is a good fit for him in the NFL. There's a lot of good fits in the NFL. The guy can play. We'll get into his analysis, and it's really hard to, to analyze his play. He had four first-round pick receivers, three first-round pick offensive linemen, two or three first-round running backs, and he still splashed. He's got some stuff about him. It's a brilliant move. You can't go back to school with an no, injury yeah. history. No. The way that Nick practices him and playing in the SEC, you're going to no. take more hits. You had to come out. You're going to be a top-five pick regardless because not everybody does the same analysis. For sure. He can play. Like it, you, it's, it's a brilliant move. There's no way you could go back to college. Like, there's, what else are you going to do? Yeah, no, nothing. You, and that not like narrative you, was not, so ridiculous. Yeah, like you won a national championship. You, you came SEC off the title. bench. You did like you were the player of the year. You were yeah. everything. You had to. Period. Yeah, this this going back because maybe you can be the number one pick. BS never works out. Did it work out for Jake Locker? Did it work out for Matt Leiner? No, All, both those guys hurt their draft stock considerably. Yeah, by going back, there's nothing Tua can do now to to update his value. Like this is this is where he's going to go. He's probably going to go in the top ten, maybe to Miami, maybe to somebody else that trades up there. Look, look, the draftnetwork.com, like Jake said, is going to do a ton of analysis about him. I'm getting involved in and this. So is Jake. We yeah. have like six first round potential quarterbacks. It's going yeah. to be really interesting after diving into this to see where they all land. Yes. Yeah. I, I just, it's going to be interesting because there, there are some, we've talked about this on the show a lot about the style of quarterback play and where do you go? Do you go with more of these quote unquote mobile quarterbacks? Do you go with somebody that's a little bit more proven as a pocket passer? What's the long term value of there? Are you, what are you, are you making a splash play? Is he going to be? He, does he have to go to a team where he can absolutely sit for a season? You know, I think home. so. I think that's so a, too. That's a great point. I think he needs to go. And I've said last week, regardless of what Miami does, Brian Fitzpatrick needs to be the dude next year. They're not going to be that much better. They're not going to the playoffs yet. But he was phenomenal. Yeah, he's a top five quarterback the second half of the season. Yeah. Whoever it is, let him sit. If you didn't learn from recent history, Patrick Mahomes did a really nice job. Yeah. With Alex Smith, who's a great mentor. And I think Fitzpatrick would be the same thing for a young dude, knowing that he's at the end. And the locker room loves him. The yes. fan base now loves him. You're okay letting the excitement simmer yes. for a year. Make the splash on, on draft day. Everybody yeah. goes nuts. And then let it simmer. Let him yes. learn. Because if he plays right now, we'll get into all that stuff this spring. But he's got serious deficiencies. When If you had to play him right now, he's not ready. Yeah. And there's no need to. There's no need to for any of these teams to play him right now. No, it doesn't make sense. And I think if you've learned anything, the most quarterbacks coming out need a year. They're Coming not out gifted. anymore. Yes, they're not and gifted that year. But that, and especially with all the injuries that Tua sustained, he really needs a year. He needs a year to get healthy. He needs a year to prepare. He needs a year to get ready for this it's, offense. And especially when he you needs got Ryan, a year to learn how to play a call of what they call actually huddling at Alabama. Check at the line of scrimmage. Make sure you're reading the whole field. All the stuff that goes into being an NFL quarterback. That a lot of these dudes. I mean, there's, we've done analysis of guys the last five years that have never caught a play in a jerk yeah, off, yeah. never caught a play in a huddle. So yeah. they got to the NFL. Yeah. Which you think that's an easy thing to do if you've never done it? No. When all you do is raise your leg and look over the, the sidelines and the head coach tells all 11 guys what to do. And you don't even say 54 is the mic. Yeah. You say hut. Yeah. No, you that's, don't. That's playing seven on seven. That's not playing NFL football. Yeah. And again, it, it, it's, we've talked about this so much, but it's, 
not shattering a young quarterback's confidence is so important. There's no need to throw some of these guys in that are not ready and just watch them get hit, watch them lose their confidence, watch them just – I mean, there's no need to do that. If you're – again, if you're Miami or any of these teams or Cincinnati or any of these teams, I think Burrow's going to play from day one, but for the most – he should. But he's a little bit different, but – He's also for, had t- more time to But develop. for most. Yeah. He most played of in guys. an NFL. He's Peyton Manning. Yeah. played in an NFL system. They did a lot of the stuff you're going to do at the yeah. NFL. Like, that's different. And he needs to, like, you look at Peyton Manning's rookie year. He was great and he sucked yeah. at the same time. And the second year, they went 3-13. and 13, And they went 13-3 and three the second year. Because yeah. he learned all those mistakes. But he's one of those guys that I threw that pick to that dude in this coverage. I won't ever throw it again. Yeah. Well, and personality has a lot to do with that. Do you have a quarterback that can fail and bounce right back? Or right. do you have a quarterback at this stage of their career or this stage of their life? We're talking about guys in their early 20s are going to be – they make a mistake and they go, I haven't made a mistake Shell. since Pop Warner. Yeah. yeah. Do you have a guy that at 10 o'clock at night on a Thursday that you're yeah. kicking out of the office and say, go watch this at home because I want to go home to my family like yeah. Peyton Manning? Yeah. There ain't a lot of those dudes out there. No, but I think Joe Burrow has that in. Yes, he does. I do because I he's so got too. a little chip on and his shoulder. I think shoulder. two of my too. Yeah. But two has to know what he's watching. Yeah, for sure. It's a very different deal. I mean, it's, I don't know. There's a lot that's going to go into this, but I think he had to come out. Yeah, period. he had to come out. Oh, it was it was the right move for him. It's the right move for his family. I think the the, spe- the speculation of him coming back was overblown. I don't think he was really thinking. By the way, his much. little brother's not him, and he's not a first round pick. No, so the family needed Tua to go Trust now me. make that, this money, and, 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 and his do dad it. has a heavy influence yes, on him. Does. If you've if you've studied how this dynamic of the family works, all right, let's get into these games. We'll start off with the Buffalo Bills and Houston Texans game. The Texans get the victory in overtime, twenty-two to nineteen. What a disappointment if you're a Bills fan when you go up big like that and cannot finish the game. It went exactly the opposite of how Jamie had said. Listen, if te- if the Texans get up. It's going to be really hard for Buffalo to get back in this game. And then Buffalo goes up, and you know because you've seen it in college, in the NFL, the clutch factor that exists for Deshaun Watson. It's not – like Ben Solak wrote a piece on the Draft Network, how to scout the clutch factor. Because it is so hard to just be able to go, okay, how does this – he has an it factor. He just does. He did it multiple times in college. He's done it multiple times in the NFL. And if you're a Buffalo Bills fan, I know this was a tough one to swallow because they had it in their grasp. And Josh Allen made a lot of tough plays in that second half that put them in a bad position. Jamie, first, your thoughts. It was was so interesting. It was a tale of two different games for me because I thought Houston got severe. Not only were they just severely blown off the ball, they were outcoached in the first half of the ball game by a lot. The problem is, is when you when you're playing, and to Jake's point, better quarterback, home team. When you're in that scenario, when you're on the road facing that, you can't settle for a bunch of field goals when you're driving down the field early in games. And and Buffalo just had to settle for a bunch of field goals. Uh, look, it, it's the, the Texans did enough. I don't think they played a particularly good football game overall. I thought Bill O'Brien did not coach a very good football game overall. But in the end, they got enough done, and Sean Watson made enough plays with both his legs and his arm to get this job done. But uh, to me, this, this is just a game that if Buffalo wants to mature as a team, they're going to have to step on people's throats. And they did this a lot all season. By the way, both these teams did, but Buffalo did this a lot all season. They just couldn't put teams away. Yeah. For the most part, they could not put teams away when it mattered. Uh, I, I love him. He's going to go in the Hall of Fame. Frank Gore cannot be getting touches at the times of the games he's getting touches. No. Uh, he is a, I know he had that one nice run, but he had 10 runs that were terrible before yeah. that. He's a detriment every time he gets the ball right now. Uh, so th- those are mistakes that are just unforgivable uh, for this game for Buffalo. It's, just, it's, it's disappointing, but their young quarterback didn't make the plays they needed to at the end of the game. And on the other side, their young quarterback did. And that was the difference. 
my analysis going in was Deshaun Watson's going to make more plays than Josh Allen. He's going to take him down and win a kick a field goal to beat him at the end, but it's a really close game. They withstood a first round shot to the jaw. Yeah. And I told you in the playoffs, watch out for trick plays in all these games. They took everything that Buffalo had, and I didn't think Buffalo had enough firepower to knock them off. It was exactly what happened. But you're exactly right, Jamie. This young quarterback and this young team with a really good young head coach is going to get better. They're yeah. building it the right way. Josh Allen made huge strides from year one to year two, and he made mistakes in this. But it was his first playoff game. He's on the road. They don't have a – I mean, John Brown's solid, but he's a two. He's not a one. Like, they need no, more they, weapons. They, they need, need more weapons. They're going to sure. get better. They're fine. It was a great year for the Bills to make the playoffs. They showed they were legit. Houston's not that good. I did not like Houston at all a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I watched them live and in person. They ugly. And this game was ugly. But Deshaun Watson has an it factor. He's not that great from the pocket. He needs to get a lot better from the pocket. But he has that – wow magic factor that I thought he would have at home and they got it done they're not going anywhere but no. they got it they got it done I sure as hell know that the Chiefs are probably feeling pretty good about the fact that they're going to be able to play this Houston team at home I, I well think they lost to them earlier in the year yeah, so they shouldn't I, feel that but this defense is drastically different than it was by the way first year in this defense under Steve Spagnuolo yeah they got better throughout the year I've told you about this watch these teams Watch this first eight-game dynamic when you're talking about this stuff. The Chiefs' defense second half was really good. The last five weeks have been great. Uh, the game I'm most excited to talk about here because I don't I, – with I, I know that they moved on, and I know I'm just not interested in Houston because I don't think that they're – they're not a real contender to me. It took like, – it, it, took, it took ridiculous sorcery magic from Deshaun Watson – escaping two guys in in the pocket and literally taking him down for yeah. the sack yeah. to to be able to win that football game yeah look, just, and look the Texas offensive line is still pathetic terrible what w- eventually maybe i keep i feel like i've said it every single season since the imagine Washington a quarterback can take you a long way yes but he's already taken him yeah. to the end of that road i think this like, is he can, the, they can it, he can pull some stuff and win a game he's already this done is it, their like, peak yes if they if they don't if they don't make other moves to and make if you're this a Texans team better. Fan, don't like. Why are you bitching about making the second round of the playoffs? See, these fan bases are killing me. Yeah, you're not that good. No, you're not that good. And Deshaun you, you're Watson's in the second round of the playoffs. You won the division. Yeah, like you so, have. It's another, you got a bunch of stuff to do in this offseason an, too. Another team where I would really love to see a different coach coaching Deshaun Watson. I, I don't really know, would. man. Bill O'Brien is he I is would, underrated as all get out. I would and love, I agree with Jamie. The first half was not that good. It was bad. I, I it will be interesting to see. What Bill's they do. problem is Bill's brash. But apparently Deshaun can handle that, where other guys have not been able to. Yeah. But he's, he's if Bill got fired, he'd be hired in 13 seconds. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like 100%. Oh, yeah. But I think that the, the personnel decisions that have been made. He needs a GM. It's exactly I don't right. know why Bill has total control of an Which organization. Which is not good. Like, that's, his personnel decisions are not good. They they have not made good decisions. Because they're going to be salary cap screwed with the trade they made for Tunsil because he's got a yeah. – He's going to be the highest paid left tackle in the history of football. Yep. They don't have a choice. Yep. And it's it's tough to do both. It really is. All right. The Titans and the Patriots. We told you about this line because the Patriots did not deserve to be five-point favorites against this team. And they, anybody. Yeah, against anybody. But as sure as hell not against this Tennessee Titans team that came out and played a hell of a football game. The Titans get the victory 20-13. to 13. This is the first time in a long time we're not going to see New England in an AFC championship game, and we're not going to see them in a Super Bowl. And it is new blood in the horizon. And I loved seeing Mike Vrabel looked like the happiest dude on planet Earth at not? the end of this game because he gave it to his old boss. And, man, it was it was a good game. It really was a fun game to watch. And 
more so than anything else, I want to talk about the the biggest thing in the room, right? Which is Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, is he going to resign? So my first question to you guys is, it will Tom and Bill both be back together next year? Yes. Jamie. He ain't going anywhere else. They're yeah, they're well, Belichick, they're both being the NFL. I don't know if Brady's gonna be back. Okay. He might retire. Yeah. He ain't playing for another team. No, but I don't well, know. Well, they both would love to prove that they can do it without each yeah. other. When it comes down to it, they're not about to risk well, it. Well, and I also see I don't Tommy see trying to learn another offense, play for another That's coach, another organization without the T B twelve center and all like why we're gonna go McDaniels to Cleveland for like that's Give me like, that, yeah. yeah, like there's there's no there's no other option. Uh but I think it's most likely they're both back next year. They're still going to be a playoff team next year. They make year. another run. They load up yeah. on some picks. They don't have any picks. They load up on some trades and some other stuff, right. and they get him some weapons. Yeah, they need some and it might be at the detriment to a couple of defensive players, but Tom Brady will have more weapons than he has now, and he'll be back. Like, they need, yeah, they need some pass catching It's options. the biggest non-story story I've ever seen. Okay. So, he's never been a free agent. They can't franchise him. I get why it's a story, yeah. but he ain't going anywhere. No. So, and he ain't ended his career on a pick six. Okay, that was my other question. There's no way that Tom, the competitor that he is, can end his career with that game. I just, I pick six is completely irrelevant. They had 11 seconds to get in field goal range. They were on the one yard line. This is a one point game. I I know, I know it's it's I picked it to be seven, so I can say I picked it to be seven points, and Tennessee should have beat them by more. Yeah. Phenomenal game plan by Vrabel, by the way. Derrick Henry with 36 freaking carries. Is the dude, and Tannehill makes the throw in the first drive yeah. on third down and like 12 for a touchdown. He yeah. played good enough. That yes. defense played really good. Yes, yeah. A.J. Brown was nothing. Like yeah. Gilmore was a beast. But their game plan was run it down their throat. We told you they could, yeah. and they did. Well, And this is what we talked about, that, that Tennessee would run the ball down their throat, that they could, that don't look at the season-long numbers, look at what's happened most recently for them. That New England's offense hasn't been good enough to keep up, and 13 points is what New England's offense gave you in this game. Yeah, like you just it wasn't good. Their enough. defense did what they've done all year. They held them to fourteen basically, and Tom threw yeah. a pick six. But their offense couldn't keep up, and we yeah. said that. Like they're, yeah. they're just sooner or later, what you see on paper outdoes the magic, the, the magic yeah. and the mystique of Belichick and Brady. And it was just it, it they, finally they, caught up with them. They don't have the horses. They didn't have it this year. They did not. And that's who they were. All, that's who they were all season long. And people just by kept the way, waiting for it's it actually change. a really good season if you look at the fact that they didn't have the horses all year and they still won what eleven games, twelve yeah. games, yeah. yeah. They were. They shouldn't have been that good. No. I mean, one, the division yeah. sucks. Miami got better as the season went on. The Jets got better as the season went on. Buffalo got better as the season went on. But early on, they jumped on everybody. And their schedule was cake. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's but, right. but they still won. Yeah. It's gonna be. It's, so it's in the back half of the year. They actually had the worst record of their division. Yeah. yeah. I saw that in the back so. half of the season. They had the worst record. In they their won the division. Super Bowl and played nobody for the first time. Yes. Yeah. Look, yeah. they're not dead yet. They're not. I don't think they're a Super Bowl contender anymore. But they're going to be back in the playoffs next year, and maybe they'll be real, real to it. And who knows. Again, we never know. It's more competitive than it's ever been yes. for them, and it's going to be really fun to see how that plays out. But I absolutely think they're, they're both back together. But as long as, listen, Lamar Jackson's been phenomenal this year, but show it to me again next year. Mahal, like these guys, like the consistency that is the New England Patriots, we'll see. Be careful what you do. That this, I saw everybody knocking out the, the evil empire is over, but I go, until Tom Brady tells me that he's no longer playing football, the evil empire is not over. Father Time's telling you that he's about done. It's about but done. But he's still good enough with, with yeah. loaded up weapons. If they have Antonio Brown that's not an asshole making a ridiculous mockery of himself, and Josh Gordon with his head on straight, and Edelman healthy, yeah. and Devlin doesn't get hurt and they can run it. That, you're, talking about, you're talking about a whole different yeah. freaking animal here. Yes. They, they, that defense was legit. They're going to look a lot different next season, and I, I think they're – 
I think both of them are coming back, and I don't. I don't. Really think good he, win by the Titans. Huge. They win. they can continue this. Like yeah. This is going to be interesting. It's going like, to be a really fun game to break down on Friday awesome. with Baltimore and Tennessee. Derrick Henry's going to make all of the money yeah, this offseason. Yeah, good all for good for him. I know it's risky, but somebody's paying him. If it's not they're, 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 they're going to pay. They're, they're paying gonna pay him, him and Tannehill, and they're riding this thing out the way that it's and going. They right should. Ab- is, absolutely, they should. Yeah, good on them. Good for the Tennessee Titans. Like I said, we'll break down the the games on Friday. Also, it was really fun to see Mike Rabel use that that false start. Oh uh, God! After did against the Jets, how satisfying to see him out like Belichick, Belichick. Yeah, like it was, great. it, it was so excellent to watch Belichick just lose his mind on the sideline because his predecessor is sitting there going, "I know the rules well, too, Bill." Belichick put that on film earlier That's this exactly year. That's exactly right, dude. It was. You remind it was everybody. So oh yeah. Fun to watch that moment yeah. uh, between Bill Belichick Take away the and the teams and who they are in the histories. Yeah. This was a damn good job of coaching by yes, Rabel. Yes, staff. it was. Sticking with what you do. Yes, it was. Having confidence of what you do to go in there and stick with it. And game flow, we'll talk about the next game. Game flow allowed it to happen. Yeah, absolutely. They went out and went, ran it down their throat on the opening drive and yeah. scored a touchdown. And yeah. went, boom, here you go. Yeah. Where do we go from here? That's what we saw on film. That's what we did to you. We put seven on the board in the opening drive. Yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be really fun to break down all the games that are coming up on Friday. Uh, all right, Vikings and Saints. The Vikings get a victory 26 to 20 in overtime. This was the most surprising of the weekend, mostly because the Saints were just flat. They never really looked like the Saints. We had talked about them. I had talked about them. I I thought that this was the best, most complete team in the NFC. I thought that they were going to come in and continue to be hot like they had been. I never saw that. It looked like they walked into that game like they had already won. Uh, that's what I, they looked at, they looked, apparently they looked at the Vegas line and went, man, we don't need to try in this game because that's what I saw. It just, they did not look good. They didn't look like the team we'd seen over the past couple of weeks. And, and it was a disappointment. If you're a Saints fan, this was a really tough way to go out. And I know you're upset about the referee and I know you're, but at the end of the day, you should be, you, you can, you can be upset about it, but you lost the game because your team wasn't good enough, period. That's why I understand that that was a, it was questionable. It could have gone both ways. I think they got the call right, but I, 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 I understand. They got it right, but it should have been reviewed. reviewed. And all you idiots on Twitter that want to get at me that they reviewed it. No, they didn't. It's a scoring play. They They looked at it and said, it doesn't need to go to review. It was not a booth review, which it should have been because it was a scoring play and you can't challenge it. That is, that is why the definition of why the rule exists. Yes. Because literally that dome, (laughs) literally that happened. You have to at least review it. I don't care. I'm not saying it's PR or not PR. No, you have to review it. It's, it needed to be reviewed. If you want to argue that, I'm I'm Boy, here for that. Take this rule away next year. Yeah, just We're take it away. So you, don't need, you, don't need it away. you don't care. You don't take it away with Al Reveron. Take them both away. Yes. Take them both away, please, and thank you. Just don't uh, waste our time. Like, don't, don't need, like you're patronizing us at this yeah, point. Yeah, so this. the Saints are out of it. So I, I want to talk about quickly one storyline here with Drew Brees, obviously, because he also is a free agent. As is Teddy. As is Teddy. Uh, we talked about it a little bit earlier. Jake alluded to the fact that the Drew just didn't look right. Um, he didn't look the same. He didn't look like he had it. He's obviously had an injury for the first time in a long time with his thumb, sat out a long period of time. But are we going to see this version of the Saints rerun next year? Are we going to see Drew and Sean rerun this? Or or is Drew going to walk away? Is Drew going to play somewhere else? I can see Drew playing somewhere else. I can see it too. Drew's not done. I think Sean Payton has the balls to be done with Drew. And I don't know that it's Teddy. It might be Taysom Hill. 
I mean, I, I know that he loves Taysom Hill. He's infatuated with what he thinks he can do. And I don't know if that's being the starting quarterback, but this is really interesting. Drew Brees makes a ton of money. Teddy Bridgewater's making a 7.25 as the backup. Yeah, you can't as, have a, both. as a free agent. And is going to be very sought after after going 5-0 and and playing really, really well as the starter. Drew Brees is a small guy without a big arm who has declined. Now, I don't know how much the thumb matters in arm strength. That is a, that's the one thing here. But it, yeah. his arm, he cannot throw it down the field. When no. they needed to do it, it was Taysom Hill doing it. It was dink and dunk. Yeah. Mike. Thomas is playing in the slot running seven yard outs. No, he threw one. The one throw that I specifically think of is he tried to throw it to Ted Ginn into double coverage and Ted Ginn had to stop literally running and he still, yeah. still couldn't get the ball And he threw it on time there. without pressure in his face. That yeah. was one that went, ooh. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw that ball and I go, eh, that's not good. Now, somebody will take Drew Brees. Of and course, the offense going to put up for a year, too. I, I can see him playing somewhere. Go back to the Chargers. <laughs> You can see it. Oh my God. You, you can see it. Do the career loop. This is one that I can see Sean moving on without Drew. Yep. And I can see Drew going, I've already played for another team. This is I played one team for my franchise. Yeah. I can see it happening. But to me, Drew has declined. Father Time is winning. And he takes care of his body as well as Tom Brady. Yes, he does. It's just not as documented. Father Time's undefeated. There's no DB9 center. Yeah. Yep. There's just. But he's, trust me, go watch some of his workout videos. He, he's a freak. He's a freak. He, he wouldn't play this long if he didn't. No. I was hoping he would have, he was avoiding some of that at least for a few more weeks given the way they ended the season. But look, there, there was a, there was a lot of issues in this game, including the interior offensive line. I mean, the yeah, Minnesota bad. just bullied them yes, in the middle of the offensive this line. This was a Zimmer phenomenal was, game plan. As much as I criticized yeah. the offensive game plan from two weeks ago. Yeah. Against, against, against Green Bay. Bay. They stuck with the run and game flow allowed it because they're this is the this is Minnesota why I picked them to go to the Super Bowl in preseason. And I've seen flashes all year why I stayed on the train as long as I did. If this defense plays like that, that's what they're capable of yes. against Drew Brees and this offense, who was hot. And the offense can run it, run it, run it. Dalvin Cook is special, by the way. And Madison does look like mini beast mode. Somebody made that comparison this week. Yeah, went, no, he he's does. really good. When they're both healthy and Madison can get those seven or eight carries and another catch and take a little bit. Kirk Cousins made the throws. He hasn't made his entire career. That's why I tweeted at you guys. Yeah. Is the analysis is that is that over? It kind of has to be. I know it's not done, and I, I get why we all still question it. But he made the play to win a playoff game. He's now seven and thirty against teams above five hundred. So he was six and thirty entering the game. He's game now seven on the and road in the Super Bowl. And you were big sure. dogs. He gets, Definitely, he, gets he, he wasn't very good all day. But when he, it no, mattered, for made, sure, he, he gets, made the throw. He gets a ton of credit. Uh, the moment that I love that I saw right before this podcast started was. Him with all of his teammates you like around that. that. You like that. I, listen. And they went nuts. Good on Kirk. Good on this team. It sucks for them, though, because now they got to go on the road and play San Francisco. Sure. But, like, like, I just, I, I, but they just went on the road and played New Orleans, sure. who they probably think yeah. is better and a better matchup, a worse matchup for them. Yes. Now, the only thing, the thing that would is detriment is the Vikings defense plays great on turf. They're yes. not going to be on turf no. next week. They're so also playing be- on Saturday again. Yeah. yeah. This team, they had to go on the road to New Orleans, go home, and now they got to play now on Saturday. Now they go like, all the way to San Francisco. That's, that's, that's And tough. it's really tough to win. I know that three of the four teams that won this weekend are road teams, but it's really hard to go on the road to New Orleans and then go on the road to San Francisco. Especially a team that's been waiting for two weeks. Yes. Yeah. And, so, I mean, and who getting, needed to get healthy. Who's yes. getting healthy. Quan Alexander might be back in this game. They're talking about – I mean, they have had the ability to sit some guys – to really get themselves healthy and have Kyle Shanahan, who we all love, scheme up for two weeks. That's it's going to be tough. True. Self scout for a week and now get ready for yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. But you also the, the the one thing that's in their favor is that you just beat. I know he didn't look good, but a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Yeah, the quarterback he went to New Orleans, one of the hardest places to play on 100%. the road as big dogs and won. It hit I, him in the mouth. And all I'm saying is, is I said this was a better team. 
But the quarterback hasn't proven anything in these pressure I agree. moments yet. I'm with so you. I'm just saying that's still a wild card out there. By the way, it. it's going to be a bloodbath on grass in yes. the playoffs in January. It's going to be awesome to watch. It's just going to be a physical, if, physical yeah. game. If Kyle Shanahan doesn't stick with Mostert, if yes. he starts this moving three different BS, backs there, yeah. and they need Jimmy Garoppolo 35 times to win this game. They won't win the game. It, they're going to have a hard time. Maybe yeah. they can. I'm not saying they can. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to have to play well to win this game. Yes. I don't think they're going to run it very well. No, it's this is going to be a really, really fun game. The the opening line in that game is that San Francisco is favored by seven by a touchdown. And I feel pretty confident that it's going to be a closer game than that. I just I I know San Francisco is a really good team, but I will not be surprised to see this Minnesota team go win that game in San Francisco. I wouldn't. I don't think I'm going to pick them. But now this team, like we said, they're hot and cold. But now if they believe in themselves, they got their quarterback who we've got Stephon Diggs throwing stuff. Even in the middle of this game, he's yeah. throwing his helmet, losing his mind. He sat and rallied with his whole team, and they're all begging him to go, you like that? And then he's, he does it, and the whole team goes nuts. If they, they take you a long way. It, it's exactly right. If they start believing in themselves, all of a sudden this is going to – this team, if they can reach their full potential – they're dangerous. And they got Adam Thielen involved heavily again. Yeah, thank I mean, you. Over 100 yards. Yeah. Adam, he looked Adam. healthy for the first time since week four. And that bat, other than the, the bad in, fumble. The in-game adjustments that Zimmer and company made were great here. Moving like Everson Griffin and those guys inside because I saw, all right, the tackles are kind of stopping us, but we can just run through they these saw it on tape. The best yeah. part of the Saints offensive yep. line is their tackles. They're weak on the interior, so they flipped their tackles and their ends. Yep. To your point, it was, was brilliant. And, and, they and went they back and so forth to it all day and yep. had a ton of success with it. Everson Griffin's a freaking monster. Oh, yeah. Yeah. play outside or inside. That, yeah. that, be it's, awesome. that was if the Vikings and, and Sandejo defense, gets a lot of credit. That's yes. a safety trying to play nickel corner because they don't have anybody else. Yes. And he's like, Rose has been torn up all year. Yeah. We talked about played Friday. He's really well. one of the most targeted corners in the league. Played really well. Yeah. yeah. Came, fought their injury, came back in like he played tough. Listen, that team can ball when they're playing at their fullest potential. It's that I haven't seen they don't it do consistently. Seen it up and down. I've yeah. seen it up and down, and they haven't proven it to me. This took me, this took a lot. I, I have a lot of faith in them now. Now they go on the road and beat San Francisco. We're in a whole different Steelers, ball game. Packers, Giants. Wild card teams got hot and won the Super Bowl. Yep, We've it matters. Seen it in recent history, yes. this team's built like that. Yes. They have everything. If Kirk Cousins plays at a high level. They're By the more, way, they should have won stretches where Kirk Cousins was the MVP. Of course, yeah. Go look at it if you think yeah. I'm crazy. Like he, trust me, this team there if you, he was phenomenal from top to bottom. This team is the best team in the division. That's why I picked them? They, they, they the should have. They should have. This is the team that they just, need, you just they haven't, haven't seen. Like, seen they it. need to play their talent level every week. Yep. If they do, they can beat anybody. And good for Kirk to get the the monkey off his back and get his first playoff win. That's a hell of a win to to be your first playoff victory. All right, the last game we're going to break down here. Last thing on the podcast: Seahawks Eagles seventeen nine final score. The Seahawks get a victory. But more so than anything, the the big the big news out of this is two things. Obviously, the dirty hit on Carson Wentz, the helmet to helmet, bad. Obviously, Wentz goes out of this game. We didn't get what could have been between these two teams, um, and, and we have to we have to talk about this. So let's start with that because I know Jake, you have a lot of thoughts about how people are approaching this with Carson Wentz and saying that he's injury prone. It's really hard for me to digest somebody calling Carson Wentz's injury in this football game injury prone when Jadavian Clowney made a dirty hit on Carson Wentz and hit him in the helmet. It's a it's a concussion. A concussion is not being injury prone. I, I just I have a tough time with this, and I'm sure that you do as well. If you think Carson Wentz is injury prone because of this, you're an asshole. You look in the mirror, point at yourself, and say you're an asshole, and you need to change. <laughs> I have issues. I need to talk to somebody. I have problems. 
because I'm not a rational human being. I've made this analysis before on the, on the show. If you take a glass of ice water and you shake it and the ice cubes hit the glass, that's what happened to his brain when it hit his skull when Jadavion Clowney speared him with the crown of his helmet. And Tony Dungy, you're in the Hall of Fame. How the hell can you come out and tweet that it was not a dirty hit? It was not a bang-bang play. Bullshit. It was a dirty hit. He speared him in the back of his head with the crown of his helmet, knocked out their quarterback. By the way, he did it to Foles year last year. Yeah. There's a history. It happened. This is not injury prone. If he pulls a hamstring because he runs out of the pocket. By the way, he made a great play. It was a screen pass that was covered, so he tucked it and ran. And got hit and got knocked out of the game. You're an asshole if you think he's injury prone because he got a concussion on a dirty hit. That is a non-topic. It is ridiculous. The dude was playing at an all-time level with a bunch of nobodies. And he goes out and Josh McCown, who you got to love, keeps him in the game. The Seattle ain't that freaking good. Philly has nobody left. No. Nobody left. No. The analysis was Russell Wilson's have a monster game because Philly's pass defense sucks and they can't run it. It's exactly what happened. Yeah. But he wasn't even that great. Their defense was okay. They just couldn't do anything. Yeah, look, if if you watch that hit and you I, – I it's, it's unfathomable to me. Maybe it's not. Like I see how people react to things nowadays. First off, like what is he supposed to do? Not get concussed there? Like that's his fault? Like he could, like there's something he could have done in his training to prevent him. But Steve you. Drake and Russell Wilson's nanobubbles to prevent him from getting that concussion? <laughs> like what is he supposed to do in that scenario? Uh, it, that's just—it's completely ridiculous. If you want to—if you want to make the argument at some point down the line that does his style of play open himself up to bigger hits yes. and potential? I will injuries. listen to that. Yes, sure. Because that goes to Paige's point earlier in the season of this draft analysis. Yes, guys that are dual threat, which I hate that word. Carson Wentz is not dual threat. He's athletic. He moves around. He's, he runs, he's, he's like Andrew Luck did. But yes, do but you that's open the up? exact point of do you go there? Or do you want a pocket passer that throws it away? Yes. I.e., Manning Brady. They don't take the injuries. So, but but there's a give and take with that. If yep. you take that out of Carson Wentz's game, you're going to get eighty percent of what Carson Wentz is. Yep. So, I mean, maybe ninety because he still can be maybe. a pocket passer. Yeah. He's one of those but guys. But it's a that give and take, flat and, yeah. and that's an argument that can't be made. But that doesn't make him injury prone. That no. doesn't make what happened to him preventable or injury prone. It's preventable if Jadavion Clowney doesn't lower his head and hit him in the back of the head. Yeah. Not only hit him in the back of the head, but then have his head hit the turf. Yeah. So bang bang there. As Chris Collins would twist an about. ankle on that player, pulls a hamstring yeah. on that play, or does a two and his hip pops out of his socket. Maybe we look at injury prone. Yeah. But it's still to your point, it's style of play, not injury prone. But well, a concussion is not injury no. prone. No, and to me, look, injury prone is soft tissue injuries. Yes. Yes. All right. If you have a guy that pulls his hamstring all the time, if you have a guy that has a pulled calf or has sprained ankles all the time, his his first major injury, he's diving into the end zone and gets his knee messed up yeah. on, on a weird play. On this one, he he's he's going forward and gets his head, his brain scrambled. Like that's not injury prone. That's no. not someone that's dealing with the same types it's, of injuries. That's not preparing. That's not out there ready to play. That they're different. You're ta- if you have multiple of the same soft tissue injuries and you're going, it's really important to to be able yeah. to look at that and go, that is what makes you injury prone, right? Yeah. The soft tissue stuff where it happens consistently. It's always your hamstring. It's always your calf. It's all yeah, injury prone. Or then you can look at you're not that tough. Yeah, yeah. Because you don't Carson play with Wentz some of this is stuff. a Leonard tough. Fournette. He's a yes. tough ass dude. Carson Wentz is a tough ass dude i'm telling you that he is not a baby he is not not playing unless it is absolutely positive that he cannot help his football team please don't call by the him way injury the prone. only reason you were playing in that game is because it's of because him, of yes. him by the, can we fans? talk about another tough ass dude zach Ertz yeah has two non-displaced rib fractures yeah. rib cartilage fracture 
and a lacerated freaking kidney. I'm just and he plays you. two weeks later. Yeah. I would go to the grocery store with that. Thank like, you. I'm just, like, I'm I'm hell no. Everybody you can't cough, yeah. laugh, sneeze. No. Everybody that is listening to this podcast uh, is laying in a bed yes. with those injuries. Literally. My like, rookie you, year at the Falcons, Tim Dwight cracked a rib. One rib. Yeah. Could barely walk. Couldn't take a deep breath. He played that weekend it's with his hard. gel pad with a hole cut out of it. And like he didn't want to wear a flak jacket because he returned kickoffs. Two non-displaced rib fractures, rib cartilage fracture, and a lacerated freaking kidney. Yeah, no. I'm yeah, good. you only need one to live, but you need two to play football. Yeah. Yeah, I'm good. To not be in serious. Yeah, I'm good. Like, dude, like I'm, I'm good on I, I love team, football, but I'm good. Like, that injury, I'm like, yeah, no, This, this I'm is good. easy analysis, right? Like, they were just outmanned. And then they the just, game, as the game went on, yeah. they lost more dudes. But yeah. they played their asses off. Look, they, they, don't have enough, they didn't have enough pieces. They just, They didn't. They did not. As much, look, Miles Sanders was out there too, but he was banged up as well. Yeah, he took multiple injuries. The The other part of this on the flip side, because I didn't expect them to win this football game. When Carson Wentz went down, I knew they weren't going to win this football game. But for Josh McCown, to have, he's 40 years old. The amount of teams he's played for, the moment for him to play in a playoff game, and then his post-game press conference, everything that was, was described amazing. of him breaking down and, and him giving credit to – where you guys don't understand a lot, and I say this as the fans, right? Because he has moved his family around his, their entire 17 life, years, man. Life, okay? And I understand people look at it and go, well, he's made money. Okay, money d- may, might make the moving easier from a, your move's going to be easier, but it doesn't make being a kid in a new school any easier. No, no, it doesn't make no. any of that. It doesn't make being a wife and having to make sure that your kids are getting transferred to other way, schools, and, schools making, and your husband lives in a different that's city exactly in the spring right. and being away from, from, Yeah. And being Come away on. from your husband and trying to, trying to make sure that your friends, that your kids may have friends and are feeling comfortable. And you, by the way, have your own group of friends that you're trying to feel stable in anything. That, that is such an incredible moment for him and for the NFL to sit there and talk about what, how, how thankful he is for his wife and his kids and his mom and dad and their family and for people to actually sit there and digest, go listen, like his life as a quarterback has been really hard. He's moved around a lot. And this was, although it was a loss, it was a really special moment. His first playoff action in yep. 17 years. He'd been there, but he never played in the game. Yeah. Big and moment. played his ass off. Yeah. Yeah. Had him in the game. A couple things about one, a few NFL players talked about afterwards. I weren't on his team that said that how much that press conference touched them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Almost like reinvigorated them for yeah. their love Akeem of the game. Akeem Hicks from the Bears yeah. tweeted about it. Like, yeah. I forget sometimes how how lucky I am to play the game that I love. And, and look, people, and I said this on the show a million times, people always severely underrate the actual human being aspect yes. of professional athletes. Yep. They do it all the time. That they, they never take those things into consideration about what moving does, what family time does. Where they, they're saying, oh, well, they make a bunch of money, so it doesn't matter. As if if I told you right now, okay. You know how many miserable rich people there are in the world? A lot. A lot. A lot. I, I use this comparison. Like when people say things, same things, and if A.J. Green resigns in Cincinnati, we're going to hear the same thing. And I will continue to say, okay, I will give you a 10% raise. Go move across the country tomorrow. Go learn a, go learn a new trade. Go, go work for a, a new company and a new state away from your family. But you get your 10% raise. All of a sudden, it's like, oh, all about the money doesn't sound so good, does it? People I give you 25% to yeah. leave your wife and your kids for four months while they finish school and move yeah. in May because they, your wife yeah. doesn't want to move your kids to school. Yeah. And you guys are living apart for four months. See how that does to you. Yeah. yeah. But, but people don't think about that because all oh, the rich. I'll give you 100%. Double yeah. your damn salary. Yeah. It ain't that easy. It's not that easy. So uh, people always underrate that. The other thing I thought was interesting was the stats involving Josh McCown, that he handed the ball off to Emmett Smith for his last rushing touchdown, yep. threw the ball to Larry Fitzgerald for his first receiving touchdown, and is playing in a playoff game in 2020. It's pretty remarkable. It's It was such a special moment to see him 
after the game talking about that. Some of his teammates openly. I love that he was just. That's what I. I awesome, as, right? That's I, a mature dude yes, standing there saying, yes. "Yes, I'm a grown ass man playing the NFL, crying." Yeah, and people loved it, and they should. And they should love it because the emotion is why we love sports in general. And I think people lose sight of that a lot of times. And this was a reminder that a human being moment, like he didn't win the game. He wasn't the hero, but he still looked at that as a positive thing. It was still such an important moment for him. And I know, especially fans in Philadelphia, good God, you need to remember that sports are such a beautiful thing and just relax a little bit. Cause I saw the arguments about Carson Wentz from the fans. And I'm like, man, if you can't be thankful for Carson Wentz, I have a nice trade scenario for you. Yeah. I will ship Mitch Trubisky tomorrow for Carson Wentz. So please, if you want to, if you want to complain, I'll send Mitch Trubisky and Allen Robinson yes, for Carson Wentz yes, tomorrow. Yes. I figured out, and, and I'll, I'll figure, figure it out. out. Okay? So if you want <laughs> to stop, if you want to sit there and continue to bitch about your quarterback, I have a nice trade scenario for you. Okay, let's talk. Let's talk about the. Let's talk about that trade scenario. You want somebody who's going to play all of your games? I got somebody for you. The bad thing about this was he finally had silenced some of that with his unbelievable play the last four weeks. I know it sucks for him. It's a bullshit hit. It sucks because it was it was a dirty hit. It was a dirty. There's no way around it. No, it was a dirty hit. It it is shocking to me that Tony Dungy literally tweeted it was a bang bang play. It was not dirty. If it is, how many guys do you see turn their back or their shoulder at that point? He led with the crown of his helmet to the back of his head. Yeah. Yes, it's bang bang. You're talking about the best athletes on the planet. Yes. Also, every targeting hit is a bang bang play. Yes. Like exactly. I mean, that doesn't mean college his ass is launched. And yeah, he should be suspended from it. Period. That should be he being looked be, at right now. Be, There's going to be a big ass game. fine. You get fined twelve grand for not wearing your socks right anymore. Yeah. He should not be playing in the next game. That's he will be, but he shouldn't. Be. He he should not play in the next. Game. And, and look to Seattle's credit, so I think we should spend a little time on them too. Look, DK Metcalf had the had the huge game, hell of a game for up. DK. But I, I think the overall point here is that again, this Seattle offense with all the injuries they've sustained, particularly yeah. on the yeah. line and in the backfield, they are not the same. Russell Wilson is trying his best, but hasn't been able to put up the numbers recently because again, he's running for his life and doesn't have Tyler Lockett's not a option. one. DK Metcalf no. kind of turning into a one. Yeah. You can't run it at all. You could you could pat you can rush him, and their defense isn't very good. No, no. The Phillies' offense had nothing left no. with their backup quarterback, and they're in the game because yeah. they keep moving it down the field. This, this, this is a great draw for Green Bay. Yeah, who I don't think is that good either. No. But. no. No, no, but, but, they, but they got at least they're healthy. Yeah, this is a great draw for Green they're Bay. Healthy they're healthy at home. They're yeah. really, really happy that it's not Minnesota coming in there. I can tell you. Oh that. yeah, they're very, very happy that it's that it's Seattle. And although Seattle has magic, and they've been better on the road this year than they have been at home. And look, it's a Seattle Green Bay game, so something freaking <laughs> something stupid weird is going to happen. <laughs> Luckily, all of those were in in Seattle. Yeah, this was in Green Bay. This so one, is some some weird something will happen. Stupid's happening. In this but game. I, I, I the, this team, this is a good draw for Green Bay. And like I said, we'll get into. But another great matchup to analyze when we get to Friday show. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a fascinating. Russell game. Wilson and Aaron Rodgers sign me up. Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. By the way, you're talking up. about Beast like, Mode's now been there three weeks. He's been better shape. He yeah. played more in this game. You can run it on sign. Green Bay. Like, there's a little teaser for Friday, but I can't wait to actually dive into this. It's going to be it's going to be interesting. I think it's still going to be a really close game. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think it'll be. I think all these games. Some of the lines are pretty big. Um, I think they could move as we as we move throughout the week. All right. Any parting thoughts on today's podcast, Jake? I'll let you go first. If you think Carson Wentz is injury prone, you're an asshole from that hit. I'm gonna say it again. Jamie? 
just that I, I, what a great opening week of NFL football. Yeah, I mean, it's awesome. really where you get you get four really, really two overtime games. games. Two overtime. Phenomenal. By the way, the last overtime game in the wild card round before two of them this week was, I believe, the Tebow game. Yeah. The Tebow to Demarius Thomas against wow. the Steelers. It's been so a it's while. So it's been that look since we've had a wild, a, wild, <laughs> a, wild card, uh, a wild card weekend overtime and we got two of them. Uh, yeah, it was awesome. It was so awesome. hopefully. And it's going to get better. And yeah. I love the fact that only one team of the Final Four from last year is at it. That's Kansas yeah. City. Like yeah. that's, that's awesome. It's, it's new. Blood, it's going to be and new not blood. any first overall pick quarterbacks left. Ooh, yeah. very interesting. Yeah, that was, uh, I think that that was the stat. I got have to go look at it. But yeah. I'm pretty sure I saw that. And I was like, wow, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Wilson's, yeah, yeah. No, this is yeah. My my parting thoughts here, like everything you guys echo everything that was said. But I'm so excited for this next week of football, and mostly that there's just new blood. Like I said, new new teams in here. We don't have we don't have Drew Brees. We don't have Tom Brady. We don't have Ben Roethlisberger. We don't have a lot of these guys that we've been used to just chalk AFC championship game, chalk NFC championship game. They're not there. By the way, here's, here's, another, like, here's some analysis. The top five passing quarterbacks in the NFL this year didn't make the playoffs. Yeah. And you look at the quarterbacks wow. that are leading teams right now. It's really interesting. Patrick Mahomes is going to. He would have probably this yeah. year if, he, if, yeah. he's, if he's healthy the whole year. But, like, the rest of it is Jimmy Garoppolo's a pick that developed, and Kirk Cousins a late pick that developed, and like Aaron Rodgers Wilson, dropped and has pick. been a superstar. Yeah. Russell Wilson's the third. Like, you don't have to have the first overall pick as a quarterback to win, and a lot of it helps if you have a rookie quarterback contract because the rest of your team is that. You have That's, four more starters than nobody else has when they have Aaron Rodgers. The big part of that is when you're drafting one or two overall, the rest of your team usually isn't very good. Okay, So when you're a team that can wait – you're a team, even like the Bucks in this scenario, right? Where you're you're picking 14th, right? You may not get the number one guy, you may not get Joe Burrow, but you could wait and maybe get a guy in the second round, and you are able to develop your team a lot more, and your team is in a much better position. Because guess what? Cincinnati's team not in a great position, right? Like your your team is you got a lot of overhaul that you got to do. You got to fix everything. If you get drafted into said scenario, like Russell Wilson, you got drafted in the third round. They had a lot of pieces. They had a really, really good defense. Speaking of that, though, if Joe Burrow is the number one quarterback, right, he goes to Cincinnati, A.J. Green comes back, John Ross, who developed this healthy, that, that and Tyler is Boyd is there, and Joe Mixon, who Joe finished Mixon's the, the – All of a sudden, it gets interesting. That ain't a bad place to go as the number no, one dude, and you're no. from Ohio. That like, defense that needs to be – It does, but yeah. we're talking about as a quarterback. Oh, the offense is going to look good. Yeah. If they can – they got to shore yeah, up that, that, that line. That could be interesting. The, uh, Offensive-minded head coach. I mean, yeah, that, that's not a bad spot to walk into. No, it's not a bad spot to walk into for sure. For Now, I'm still not convinced that we're not going to see somebody in pads make everybody freak out, and that name is Justin Herbert. So I saw I saw, yeah. I saw, a draft Look, Twitter. When you put all these dudes minds. together, Jacob Eason and Herbert are going to look like freaking world-beating yep. superstars that are 6'5", 6'6", yep. with rocket arms. Yep. You got to go past that. You can't go to the combine and say these dudes throwing in shorts to guys they've never thrown to before matter that much, other than how they spin it. And we'll use this analysis a lot this spring. How does it come out of their hand? You, does it look like Carson Palmer and Aaron Rodgers, or do you break fingers like John Elway who yeah. threw a really heavy ball? Jake, awesome. I but can't. Like I cannot wait to sit at the combine with you and to be overhearing the conversations from all the coaches and the GMs about all the quarterbacks. Because I remember sitting there last year and just being a sponge, right? Just listening to, be to all the reaction. This year, we're going to have a little bit more because last year, we didn't get Kyler doing any of the drills, right? Mm-hmm. We didn't get any of that. We're going to see a lot of interesting stuff. A lot of these dudes are going to have to compete. They have to this year because it's going to be 
I mean, a kid at Utah yeah. State who threw a lot of picks. Yeah, Jordan Love, Jordan yeah. Love's interesting. Uber yeah. talented. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot. There's going to be a small school guy that's going to be in the mix with these dudes that you're not talking about. This potential fifth round pick that moves up to the third because he looks just like them, and you go. Oh, wait a minute. Let's go back and watch this film again. North Texas kid. And let's put him, fine. Yeah. Let's, yeah. let's put him with four first-rounders yep. at Alabama with the two ahead and yep. see if he doesn't. It'll be really interesting. I. By we, the way, Mac Jones looked pretty good in the bowl game with those freaking receivers yes, that two of was playing with. Yeah, man. I mean, it's, like, there's there's a lot to be excited for in, in the draft season. So those are our, our final thoughts here. Jake, tell everybody how they can follow you on social media. Jake B. Arians at Twitter. Jamie? Call me at Jamie Eisner on Twitter. And you guys can follow me at the underscore sports page with an I on Twitter and on Instagram. You guys should be following along with the draftnetwork.com. We pumped a lot of their content, so make sure you're following at Draft Network LLC on Twitter and go to the draftnetwork.com to see all of their latest content. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.